Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. This is a centralized hub for students, teachers, and English language learners to practice their English and listen to the differing opinions of other English speakers. The content and focus of this podcast will vary, and my goal is to introduce listeners to a variety of perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences as we discuss topics that are also presented in my English with Grace conversation classes. So I'm very excited to have you here. I hope you enjoy this discussion, and of course, like and subscribe if you like it, and I look forward to seeing you in some of our upcoming conversation classes. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of English with Grace. Today, I am very excited. A colleague of mine is here with me, and we're going to discuss the important holiday Ramadan. And first, I'd like to ask them to introduce themselves. Heba? All right. Uh, I'm Heba. I'm a second semester teaching English to speakers of other languages uh, student at Middlebury Institute of International Studies. I enjoy creative writing. Um, music and film in my free time, anything to do with those three things, I'm all in. Um, I'm from Chicago, but my family is Sudanese, and I've grown up between Chicago and Doha, Qatar. Awesome. Uh, great introduction. I always like to ask people to introduce themselves to see where they go with it, uh, mm -hmm. and that was great, and I learned something new. I didn't know the Chicago area was where you were from, Hiba. Okay, so first question Mm -hmm. um, can you tell me what is Ramadan? If somebody says, what's Ramadan, how would you answer that? So Ramadan is basically one of the holiest months of the year. So Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic lunar calendar. And the lunar new year in Islam is about 354 days. Um, so because of like the, I think it's 11 days, if I'm doing the math right, the 11 day difference. Mm -hmm. Each lunar month um, or each year, Ramadan moves up 11 days to make up for that difference. Mm -hmm. So it's never at the same time every year. And what it commemorates or what it celebrates is the revealing or the revelation of the Quran. Um, and it's a time to really draw close um, to God, um, work on self-control, your gratitude, your compassion. Um, it's a very, it's very intense in terms of like you're supposed to really get into the spiritual aspect of islam during this time read the quran a lot more perform some special prayers yeah so that's essentially what um, ramadan is is all about it's really a time of it's a very spiritual time it's a very compassionate time it's meant to meant to give and reflect um And it's a very special time for Muslims all around the world. Yeah, great. Um, so that was my next question. Uh, if you had to answer, where is this celebrated? Um, a lot of my, I have students all over the world, um, but more specifically, my students um, who live in China right now were asking. Um, and if someone asked you, where is Ramadan celebrated? What would you say to them? I would say it's celebrated anywhere there is a Muslim. <laughs> Yes. It's not meant to be specific to a certain area or a certain place. As long as there's a Muslim somewhere, someone's celebrating Ramadan. And even non-Muslims can observe or celebrate Ramadan mm -hmm. along with um, Muslims. It's not, um, it's not anything that's closed off. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so what happens is every year, 
we look to the sky and look at what cycle the moon is on and that'll tell us so usually you'll hear people saying oh ramadan could start on saturday or sunday just for an example and it, that's because they're gonna wait until the day before to look at what where where's the state of the moon where's the moon at and that'll tell them okay ramadan is tomorrow or ramadan is on sunday or the next day and usually it's um, the first country to usually announce it is Saudi Arabia and everyone else just like, oh, well, if Saudi Arabia says that, that must mean it's it's going to be uh, the same across uh, okay. everywhere. Yeah, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was doing a little bit of research uh, for the, when my students asked about this holiday um, and I saw that like 1.6 billion people celebrate Mm-hmm. Ramadan is like a quarter of the world's population or something like that. So I also said anywhere that um, someone, if someone identifies with the Islam religion, that's where uh, Ramadan mm-hmm. is celebrated. So um, a lot of people in the U.S. celebrate Ramadan. And then I wanted to ask about some common traditions or customs for this holiday. And that can be specific to you and your family or if there's like some overarching um, in the Muslim culture. Okay, great. So yeah, I'll start with the overarching thing that we all have to do and have to follow. So we fast. um, That's the one thing people know. It's like during Ramadan, Muslims can't eat or they can't drink water or all the the exclamations I usually get. So how that works is we fast. Usually the simple answer is dawn to sunset. But the more specific answer is we fast from the Fajr, the first prayer, to the Maghrib, which is the evening prayer. So the Fajr prayer actually comes a little bit before dawn. Usually it's about an hour or so before the sun actually comes up. Mm-hmm. And um, then you, f- from that point onwards, you uh, fast from food, drink. Um, if you're married, uh, you can't have sex during the fasting time. Okay. Um, and you're also supposed to avoid sort of negative habits. So things like gossiping, lying, getting into arguments all the time. These are things you should start working on. They're not um, outright forbidden, but it's Mm -hmm. things, it's a time to train yourself to become a better person. So you're supposed to limit yourself from doing those kinds of um, activities. And then at the end of uh, the day, um, you break your fast, which is called iftar. It's the meal of breaking your fast. And Usually people start by breaking their fast with a date um, because dates are very um, important and popular um, amongst Muslims. Mm -hmm. And after that, you usually, you can, honestly, you can break your fast anywhere. It doesn't have to be a specific meal, but a lot of the times you do it with your family. You'll eat, you know, culturally traditional meals, or even you can honestly eat anything. If there's no specific meal you have to eat, but a lot of times it's a time for family to come together. So it tends to be some sort of traditional um meal but since I'm away from home a lot of it was takeout (laughs) most of the time (laughs) if I wasn't cooking and uh it's a time to also come together so the past few years Ramadan has always fallen in the summer Mm -hmm. so me and my dad and my my family in general would go to my cousin's house we would share meals together we would invite them over invite other people over um you can this this uh this year round, we invited non-Muslims like at Miss just to come and enjoy um, an iftar meal together. And that's what really what Ramadan is all about. And then before the fajr or pre-dawn um, prayer, mm-hmm. you usually um, wake up and eat uh, sort of like a breakfast meal, 
to prepare yourself for the day, drink water, eat meal to give yourself some energy. A lot of the times it, you, it won't be uncommon if people just skip it for sleep. Um, but it, it, a lot of times families do wake up together and just have a quick meal because it's not easy and it's not meant to be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to, to help us out. And I should say that it's not necessarily, um, so you're technically required to start fasting from puberty onwards, but there are exceptions to that. So people who are sick, people who travel, um, women who are pregnant, nursing, um, older people who are too weak or too ill, people who have chronic illness that need to take medicine. So if you can't fast, there's no obligation to, you should take care of yourself first and foremost. Um, and ment- there's been a lot of debate about mental illnesses coming into that sort of traditional definition um, mm-hmm. as well. And if, and women, when they're on their period, um, don't have to fast uh, either because it can be pretty dangerous. You already have very low um, iron mm-hmm. levels and things like that. Um, but then you usually, if you miss it for one reason or another you make it up later after um ramadan is over or if you can't make it up like you have chronic illness you need to take medicine you can um do charity and that can also count towards um making up your missing fasts okay uh you answered my next question i wanted to ask if anyone um you know decided not to fast and uh if everyone uh participated so uh thanks for answering that and just to clarify so fasting um means not eating or drinking throughout the day right no food yes. or drink okay mm-hmm. and then do you participate in the bre- do you get up early hiba or do you like to get your sleep mm-hmm. for that first meal so I personally, I felt like I needed to, usually if it's in the summer, I don't mind because, or I'll sleep it off just because I'm not doing anything. I'll be at home so I can take it easy. But this time around, I did wake up for the breakfast, which is called sahur in in Arabic. Mm -hmm. I did wake up for it because I have a lot of, I have a lot of things to do during the day. I have classes, I have work, I have meetings. So I need to have some sort of energy and I need to drink some water so I'm not too dehydrated. So I did make a habit of waking up in the morning. Um, sometimes I'd miss it, but it was more so because either I'd forget to set my alarm or my alarm wouldn't go off. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much on me. Um, but yeah, this time around, I did make it a habit to wake up. Okay. How early was that in California? <sighs> so at the start, um, it was around 5 or 5, uh, five 10 ish, but Dawn or the, the prayer kept moving back um, every, every day. So I, you, we, I usually used an app to check when it would go off the night, um, the night before. Mm-hmm. So then I'd set my alarm. So by the end of Ramadan, I was waking up at like 4 40 AM. Oh, wow. Okay. Eating like cereal and then going back to bed. Uh, that's funny. Just get a little bit of uh, a kick and then take another nap. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, one more thing before I ask you an idiom or expression. So when I was teaching in Minneapolis, I actually had a lot of students from Somalia um, who were Muslim. And one thing that they shared with me as their teacher is sometimes they would get, oh, you're fasting, you poor thing, you must be so hungry, you must be starving. Uh, Do you have an opinion on on that? Like if someone says that to you or uh, like, what what is your opinion around it seeming more like a burden? or what would you tell somebody who says something like that? 
Um, I understand the general sentiment, I guess, of where it comes from. I mean, for a lot of people or even a lot of religious people, when they hear fasting, it's usually off of like one thing, like Lent, you, you don't fast mm-hmm. really to this degree. But even those who do do like intermittent fasting for their, you know, whatever reasons they do it um, mm-hmm. for dieting or fitness purposes, they'll usually also have been be able to like drink water or drink their like protein shakes or, or things like that. But it's not really a negative time or anything like that. In fact, a lot of times you'll hear Muslims looking forward or, or most Muslims looking forward to Ramadan because it is such a time to get close um, to God, to your family, to the people you care about. Um, it's a time to enjoy great meals with each other. And it's like I said earlier, it's, that doesn't mean it's easy. Um, there's a lot of times in the middle of the day when all you want to do is drink a glass of water, have a bit of coffee, or I know coffee was (laughs) a hard thing for a lot of people to, to, to give up, but Mm -hmm. we know why we do it and we enjoy why we do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so while I get the sentiment, it's not a negative thing. We're all right. And a lot of us have been doing this since we were children. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're very much used to this sort of process and it's, you know, if you can't do it for whatever reason, you, you know, you really don't have to, Mm -hmm. um, for though it's those who physically and mentally can do it. So it's really a personal, um, choice as well. in, in, in that sense. All right, great. Uh, well, I'm happy to hear that, and I'm I'm really excited that you're here and sharing uh, all of this with us. Um, okay, last question, Hiba. Um, normally, I ask for like an idiom or an expression or a quote related to uh, today's topic. Do you have anything that comes to mind um, about Ramadan or uh, around the uh, yeah the holiday in general? So, what you hear a lot of. Um... Muslims or even those who just speak Arabic um, to each other, you'll hear them say Kulsana Wintu Tayb, Wintu depending on the gender. Um, but it means each year be good or you're good or be in good health. So you hear it a lot um, as a way of greeting, as a way of um, celebration during birthdays, you'll hear it a lot. Eid on Eid day, you'll hear people say Kulsana Wintu Taybin. Um, may God bless you this year and, and things like that. So that's the, that's the phrase I want to, um, okay. end on. Great. And that is not specific to Ramadan. You said there are other holidays and celebrations where you can say that. Yeah, it's Eid. Um, I've heard it said on, uh, birthdays. Birthdays. Okay, mm-hmm. great. And then one quick question, because you mentioned Eid and I'm glad that you did. Can mm-hmm. you tell uh, my listeners who don't know what Eid is, what it is? Yeah, so Eid is essentially, um, so there's two Eids. So the Eid that comes at the end of Ramadan is Eid al-Fitr. So it's a, it comes at the end of Ramadan and ends, uh, celebrates the breaking of the fast. And then about a few months later, there's Eid al-Adha, which means festival of the sacrifice. Um, So it's held about, I think it's two, two to three months later, um, and it sort of coincides with the pilgrimage to um, Mecca in, in, in Saudi Arabia. Okay. So, um, so this Eid we just celebrated, uh, the three-day Eid is Eid al-Fitr, Eid and there'll be another one. But Eid al-Adha doesn't um, come with Ramadan because it doesn't celebrate breaking the fast. 
Okay, got it. Uh, and this is actually bringing up one small thing I forgot to ask you uh, when you were explaining Ramadan in the middle. Um, you said that people tend to follow the schedule or whenever Ramadan starts based on Saudi Arabia. Um, for people who don't know a lot about um, Islam, what, why Saudi Arabia? Um, Saudi Arabia is just usually the first to announce. Like, there's not a specific reason as to why people go with Saudi Arabia's okay. um, uh, choosing. It's just they're usually the first ones to announce it. So mm -hmm. most people are like, oh, well, they don't wait for everyone else to, or all the other countries to announce it. They're like, if Saudi Arabia says it's tomorrow, then they're the first ones. So they say it tomorrow. But Saudi Arabia does have a significance in Islam, specifically because it holds the Kaaba. Um, which is the house of God, essentially. Mm -hmm. And you'll see every year, you'll see a lot of uh, Muslims go to Mecca and do a pilgrimage called the Hajj. Um, so that's in the second Eid, Eid al-Adha, but you can go any time of the year. And Muslims are all, if they're able to, financially, physically able to, um, supposed to go and do it at least once um, in their life. If you can't for some reason, whether it be financially, physically, you can't get over there. That's fine too. Um, but it is, um, I think my dad has already done it. Um, he really, he really enjoyed it because it is a, such a spiritual um, place and a spiritual time. And it's a, a time to really, you know, get close to God. So that's the significance of Saudi Arabia in general, mm -hmm. but in terms of Ramadan, it's just Saudi Arabia is usually the first one to to announce it. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I didn't know that. And uh, you're giving me an idea for another episode in the future. Uh, I might have to bring somebody back to talk about uh, the pilgrimage. That would be a really cool uh, thing to learn about as well. Yeah, so uh, Hiba, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experiences with this very important holiday, like you mentioned. I know my students are going to be really excited uh, to hear about this. So thanks again for coming. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the English with Grace podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you did like this episode, please go ahead and like and subscribe and keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon.